Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, Discovery has been pretty good so far. About three yeah. uh, three episodes in. Uh huh. We're about Lots to talk happened. about our fourth. And uh, yeah, we we caught up with uh, a lot of the characters from the first season. We caught up with the Klingons. Mm-hmm. Caught up with Giorgio. Mm-hmm. What's obviously. happening with all those crazy characters? Yeah, and obviously uh, the main crew we we've already mm-hmm. caught up with. So mm-hmm. we've cool. seen almost all of them. Still no Spock. Still no Spock. Three episodes in, still no Spock. He's pretty elusive. I feel like maybe this was a, a bait and switch. What do you think? Maybe. Do you think he's going to show up this season? <laughs> Probably the last episode. Final episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it, is this going to be, is it too soon to, to spoil uh, Force Awakens uh, for, <laughs> for Star Wars fans? Uh, you know, is this going to be a Luke Skywalker situation? <laughs> we'll have to see. Maybe not that severe. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery season two, episode four and Abel for Karen, uh, mm-hmm. original air date, February 7th, 2019, uh, number one appears. Yep. Not, not that Finally. number one, not, not, uh, not freaks. <laughs> Jonathan Frakes does not, does not appear on this series. Unfortunately, he directs, but does not. He directs, but no. We're talking about Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, originally uh, the character originally played by Majel Barrett. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In the pilot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In the cage. Uh, Cage. And now played by Rebecca Romaine. Number one beams aboard Discovery from Enterprise. Pike and number one talk about removing the uh, holographic projectors from Enterprise and replacing them with view screens. Mm-hmm. Pike doesn't yeah. like those holographic projectors. He doesn't, and and uh, well, that's, that's a convenient uh, little little bit of info to tell us why we never saw holograms <laughs> on the Enterprise in the original series. Yes, yes, I but see. somehow They're we never directing... saw holograms on any of the other ships either, right? Or the star bases or anything. That's, uh, Maybe yeah. okay, so. I'm going to call it here. Not only did Pike not like holograms, Kirk didn't like holograms. Kirk didn't like holograms to the, such an extreme that whenever anyone heard Kirk was coming, they deactivated the holograms. Okay. Because they knew he would just lose it if he saw holograms. That's my new headcanon. Okay. Got it. Good, good. Glad I could provide that. Uh, uh, in Discovery's mess hall, number one tells Pike that she has been doing some digging into the Spock situation. Mm-hmm. Some off-the-books digging. Uh, in uh, engineering, uh, Stamets and Tilly observe the fungus creature informally known as May. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fungus creature forms a hand. It's kind of kind of creepy. Yeah, it's in the it's in the cube, right in the piloting cube for the spore drive, mm-hmm. and they've kind of got it locked in there. It made me actually think of uh, of you know the iconic scene with Kirk and Spock, oh, the yeah. actor, yeah. Uh, when he puts his hand up. I could see Maybe that just because I was watching Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, in the captain's ready room, we learn that Saru has a cold. Uh, mm-hmm. Pike sets a course to find Spock's ship based on information that he got from number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, suddenly, Discovery drops out of warp. Discovery is stuck in place and has no shields. And right in front of it, uh, right in front of the ship, is a giant glowing orb. Mm-hmm. Then it's the opening credits. Yeah, a giant red light, which mm. you know, uh, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out more about this as you tell us. It's uh, it's a giant red angel. No, that's not mm-hmm. it. It's not it. No, not yet. Not yet. 
Uh, we learned that the giant orb melts organic and non-organic matter and is over a hundred thousand years old. Um, mm-hmm. So it's then, alive and not very old. Exactly. It's like a Unicron from Transformers. Mm-hmm. It's going to go eat some planets for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael starts speaking Klingon. Then Pike starts speaking French. Uh, on the bridge, everyone is speaking a different language due to uh-huh. the universal translators being infected with some sort of virus. Yeah, it was super cool. It's, it's great use of the universal translator as, you know, a little surprising moment. Uh, Saru is fluent in 94 languages, so he enables mm-hmm. the backup bridge uh, translator, which only translates for those who speak Earth English on the mm-hmm. bridge. Uh, so Michael and Saru have to repair the main translator. Mm-hmm. Uh, engineering is unaffected by the virus. Jet Reno, she's back. Jet Reno. Yeah, uh, flies in on a jet from Reno. Uh, Jet Reno gets into a dilithium versus fungi debate with Stamets. <laughs> uh, then Discovery gets hit by something and engineering is locked down, uh, with Reno, Stamets, and Tilly still inside. Uh, mm-hmm. but during this, the fungus escapes and latches onto Tilly. Oh no! It, it, are they locked in there? With is it locked in there with them, or are they locked in there with it? It's uh, it's like venom. It's attached mm-hmm. to Tilly now. Yeah. Tilly, Tilly is venom confirmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The symbiote. Uh, Saru is brought to sick bay because he is afflicted with something worse than a mere cold. He has mm-hmm. a terminal kelpian condition known as Vaharai, which is what happens to kelpians before they're called by the Ba'ul on their home planet. They either mm-hmm. die in the calling or are driven mad by the effects. Yeesh. It's not a good time. He does not look, he does not look well. Saru comes up with the idea of creating digital antibodies to fight the virus-infecting discovery. While they're alone, Saru tells Michael uh, that his dying wish is to share his personal logs with the Kelpians once General Order 1 is lifted off his home planet. Mm-hmm. So they can basically learn that, hey, one of one of us has gone on to do something great, um, you know, beyond being just a, just a prey species, and uh, you can too, basically. It's like going to be an inspirational memoir. <laughs> Uh, in engineering, Stamex comes up with a way for them to communicate with May. Uh, that gives Michael the idea that the reason why the sphere has infected the universal translator is because it's uh, trying to communicate with Discovery. Uh, I wrote that this is reminiscent of the probe that destroyed everything in an attempt to communicate with humpback whales in Star Trek IV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because Saru is so uh, empathic, he figures out that the sphere isn't making first contact, but last contact. Because yeah. the sphere is dying, that signals him his body to start dying. Uh, in order to communicate with Tilly, Stamets and Reno are going to have to drill into Tilly's head and insert an amplified cortical implant. Uh, all they have on hand is an actual drill. Mm-hmm. Jet Jet's drill. Hope hope she cleaned the drill bit. Uh it's uh yeah, it's kinda kinda gross. Um Yeah. They're they're really going for some shock shocking moments in these episodes. I like the space oddity singing though. The, uh-huh. the song. Yeah, it was cool. That that what that's Telly's favorite song. Right. Right? That's what we learned. Okay. Yeah. Stamets has a great voice. He's been on Broadway. Yeah, so. he, was in the, he was in the original cast of Rent, so right. he's got uh, he's got some uh, experience with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the implant works, and May reveals that she is part of a species called the Jossep. Uh They lived in peace until Stamets invaded and ravaged their ecosystem uh, with yeah. every jump that Discovery made. 
Yeah. So a bit of the, hmm, maybe part of the reason why the spore drives never seen in subsequent tracks. Hmm. Yeah, and he was talking about how dilithium is so bad mm-hmm. for all these other planets. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, the, just, the irony. Right, the irony came around pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it's almost like it's, you know, we think we've got this ideal uh, method of travel that doesn't hurt anything. And then you realize, oh, it's actually like killing the environment. <laughs> it's killing the, the spore environment. Uh, May tries to escape. Reno tries to harm it with a torch, and then the fungus engulfs Tilly's body. Mm-hmm. Completely. On the bridge, Saru and Michael convince Pike that the sphere is trying to pass its knowledge to Discovery before it dies. Um, Pike has a backup plan of overloading and ejecting the warp core at the sphere if the sphere turns out to be hostile. Uh, Discovery lowers shields and diverts all power to communications, and Discovery gets all of the data, but they can't eject the warp core, and then the sphere explodes. Uh, Discovery is intact, however, thanks to the sphere reversing the polarity of its stasis field and pushing the ship clear of the explosion mm-hmm. with, so its last, it? with its last act. It, it saved them, so it wasn't, it wasn't a bad sphere after all. Uh, it's a good egg or a good <laughs> sphere, if you will. In engineering, Sam and Tamiro cut Tilly free from the fungal cocoon. Uh, on the bridge, Saru is still dying. Uh, as Michael takes him to the turbo lift to take him to his quarters, the entire bridge crew stands up. Uh, it's really touching, although even I was like, Saru's not dying. You know, uh, I, yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't have been, but I will say one thing is that the. Uh, the first season with the number of main characters that were killed off mm. and okay. So subsequently brought back, I, I was for a moment there a little unsure. Okay. Um, and uh, I was still touching. Yeah, it was touching for sure. And we got to see his quarters yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And they were really cool. It's uh, like a garden type environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, yeah, in Saru's quarters, uh, Saru asked Michael to sever his ganglia so that he can die peacefully. Uh, mm-hmm. just as she's about to do it, the ganglia fall out on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. in sickbay, Saru tells Dr. Pollard that he doesn't feel fear. He feels his oh. own power. Oh boy. He realizes that his people are living a lie. Well, see I the, mean, yeah, it's all true. But. Yeah. See the Baul were calling them before they could, you know, gain independence. Oh, I see. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. That's interesting. Uh in the captain's ready room, Michael tells Pike that the sphere had tracked Spock's shuttle before it died. What a what a nice sphere. Look at all the stuff the sphere did for them. I know. Good good guy sphere. <laughs> uh Michael has decided to be there for Spock no matter what. In engineering, the spores from the May cocoon make uh, Stamets and Reno hallucinate. Right, right, right. While Tilly is taken into the mycelial network. Yeah, they snatched her away into the upside down. I mean, the <laughs> mycelial network. I was definitely getting a, a serious Stranger Things. Yeah, it was def- definitely Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah, it was a cliffhanger. I also think, um, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I, I feel like, you know, it, it definitely had some hallmarks of a, of like a next gen episode. Um, kind of the main story with the sphere. Yeah. Uh, you had, had them encounter a strange, I mean, you could really see this playing out in any of the other Trek series, right? Sure. Like it, 
they get pulled out of warp. There's a strange thing. They can't they, understand it. They think it's hostile. They, mm-hmm. And then it turns out it's it's actually not hostile. It just wanted to tell its story. I mean, it's, it's a nice little self-contained story. I'm definitely getting, you know, by having the Spock storyline, having the Tilly storyline, there's there's a lot going on in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, not necessarily a bad thing, but it's, it, 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 I could see where it could go a little too far. They just have too many, uh, concurrent stories going on. Yeah. But uh, but it's, yeah. it's pretty easy to follow along. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think they're doing a good job of, of interweaving them all. So it feels like they all have, you know, some, something to do with one another. Right. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I didn't. It's a good point you made about the uh, the ganglia. Like, I didn't really pick up on that when I when I watched it myself. That you know, hey, maybe it, these the Baul are actually har- you know are actually you know harvesting the uh, the the Kelpians before this happens to them. You know, like maybe they are actually you know meant to kind of evolve like this and not be in fear, right? Um, but we just never know because they get taken away. <laughs> Yeah, but, but now Saru is no longer. He doesn't feel fear anymore. Yeah, I, it was seemed a little ominous when he said it. Like, oh no, <laughs> like, he's he's actually going to transform into a total jerk. <laughs> I love Saru. I don't want him to be a jerk. Uh, you should fear some things. <laughs> don't get irrational now. <laughs> it's like I fear nothing. Yeah, he just goes around and starts, you know, transporting his limbs separate from his body. You know, just doing all kinds of irrational stuff because he has no fear. You know, sticking his arm into a sun. You know, that kind of thing. Don't do it. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be all right. He's got friends. He's got friends. Uh, I like this episode. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, it felt very uh, traditional Trek, which was mm-hmm. good. Uh, the overall, mm-hmm. the main story, the A story, yeah. was oh, traditional Trek. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that orb or that sphere, the all ball. I don't know if that's the all ball. I don't know for it's, Karen. It's an odd ball for sure. It's an odd ball. <laughs> it's the odd ball. Um, yeah, it, it knew an, it knew a lot. Those are all smarty pants. Uh, and uh, next time. We're going to talk about Saints of Imperfection. Oh, okay. Uh, No one's perfect. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you then. Yeah, see you soon.